Good morning, good morning. This is Vaughn Granger, and you are listening to another episode of Being a Rainmaker. Today's lesson has to do with the art of follow-up. Yesterday, I had an extremely short conversation with Jamie from Salesforce. Now, a little backstory. About four months ago, I reached out to Salesforce because we were using a CRM system that was working just fine. Uh, but there were some capabilities that I was possibly interested in exploring uh, on a more robust system like Salesforce. Now, I will be very candid about it. I do not like how long the process takes with Salesforce. First, you have to talk to this individual who does a screening uh, interview or discovery interview that takes, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes, and they don't know too terribly much about you know your unique situation but they're basically there just to gather information to which they then they turn it into or over to an additional sales rep that's more more of a closer i guess would be the appropriate term and anyway long story short i had about three or four conversations with salesforce got completely overwhelmed uh way too deep in the weeds could not make a decision completely paralyzed myself by too many options not knowing which one was the right one if any of them so i just i ghosted them except for the fact that they would not let me ghost them and jamie who was a assigned sales rep continued to follow up with me over the course of the last four months and did it in such a way that i didn't feel like she was burdening the heck out of me but they had every possible way to communicate with me from phone calls and leaving voicemails to emails to i think even text messages but it was spaced out enough that i didn't feel like i had a stage five clinger on my hands all that being said um i pushed back from the table obviously for four months and then i got uh, re-inspired because there's some things I want to do for 2020 and I need a better CRM system to to do and implement my new strategy so reached out to Salesforce um, to which they had all my information and this lovely woman named Jamie got back onto the line and proceeded to close me in about I don't know eight minutes and it wasn't the the subscription I was originally looking for four months ago it was a less expensive and less complicated version of it however because of her follow-up she was able to close me four months later and her total time involved in the whole thing realistically was probably i don't know an hour um from start to finish on all i guess at that time four or five calls and so you know the lesson is most salespeople give up after someone says no the first time and even through lack of response, no response, telling her that I wasn't interested at the time, that I wasn't making the decision at the time, she continued to follow up in a nurturing way, not in a pushy way. And I think as a salesperson, it's so easy to get distracted or, or to give up or say, golly, I don't want to be pushy. But the truth of the matter is, I would have never remembered Jamie's name ever again had I not actually needed what it was that she was selling. And because... She had followed up with me so many times. I had an email history that I could go back and research so I wouldn't have to start the conversation all the way over again. And I think one of the the things that a lot of salespeople do, not rainmakers, of course, but a lot of salespeople is after someone says no the first time, they drop and they move on and think no means no forever. Funny little story to my youngest daughter 
wanted a cat. Now, I'm not a cat guy, or at least I wasn't. It's a little foreshadowing. And my little daughter does a bunch of research and comes home one day and says, Daddy, I want a cat. And it's going to call us X, Y, and Z. My wife had completely uh, prepared her to properly pitch me. And at dinner, I told Chloe, I said, Chloe, baby, I love you, but we got X, Y, and Z that you haven't figured out yet as to how to, what you're going to do about this cat. And I said, so that means no. Well, she starts crying which is a wonderful defense if you're my daughter trying to get something, however, not too successful in sales. And so, baby, I said, look, I said, no, no now does not mean no forever. Well, the next day she was volunteering her time at a cat shelter. And as a result of that, we now have this lovely little black cat named Binks. But my nine-year-old daughter understands that no for now doesn't mean no forever. And I think salespeople and as adults, we tend to forget that. And as a result, we think no means we're doomed to no forever. There's no point in trying ever again. And we go into this hopeless spiral or either we run away from the prospect because we're ashamed or our ego's hurt or whatever it is, but that's us being selfish and prideful. So the lesson today is do not freaking give up. I don't know, what is it, seven times? Yeah, seven times is what it takes for the average person to be exposed to you and your message before they're willing to make a purchase. Seven times. How many times have you quit on try number two, three, four, five, six, only to have somebody come in on number seven and close the deal for you? How much business are you losing? It's a tough question, one we don't like to think about. But today, I challenge you, why don't you go back to that list that you dropped about six months ago, three months ago, one month ago, or somebody that told you maybe and you forgot to follow up with them. It's never too late. Jump back into the cycle and see if you can actually help them. And if you can't help them at this time because it doesn't make sense for them, at least do it in such a way that's compelling and you don't seem like a jack wagon so that the next time that they need what it is that you're selling, that you're top of mind and you're creating that market share. Go get them, be a rainmaker, have a great follow-up system. This is Vaughn Granger. Till tomorrow.